We want to grab it. We want to capture it. Captivated by his presence. Praise God. Basking in his presence and being enriched by his word. This morning, the word is going to come. Shall we prepare ourselves to receive what God has for us this morning? The Lord taught us, pray, give us this day our daily bread. Praise God. More than the physical bread, we have the bread of life here. And we want to hear from God's word. And this morning we are delighted to have God's servant, Pastor Sam Nainan from Florida. He will come and he will bring God's word. Shall we sit in the presence of the Lord with a prayerful attitude? Thank you. Praise, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Pastor Finney, for having given me this opportunity and all the members here and the pastors, the first servants of the Lord, Pastor Daniel and, and all the dear brothers, sisters, uh, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of uh, old uh, friends, families, and uh, especially our dear uh, mama, Pastor, uh, late Pastor KB Korean's um, wife, Amichi. Uh, good to be here with you and uh, I wanted to do something uh, the Spirit of the Lord kind of just led me while we were singing uh, it's your breath in my lungs Mena, could you just help me with the keys <clears throat> uh, if it's okay would you all just stand up one more minute just one more minute I would just ask you to all just stand for one minute <clears throat> this is uh, just a quick thing that the Lord just put in my heart <clears throat> when we sang that song I was thinking about Dear Amaji in our church in Florida, Jenariam, Stephen Amaji. She was 92, I think. She passed on last year. But besides, I was singing this song, I was thinking about the breath in our lungs and the ability to praise. And this dear Amaji, she for many years would come and sit and sing with her heart, with her lungs.
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's a great joy to be here this morning. I'm actually on the way back from India. As Pastor mentioned, also he's coming back from India. Um, was with our boys home in Bihar for the last week and uh, just got back last yesterday morning and this morning to be also here with Roy Chan and Lil Mama and Rennie and uh, Robin and Prina and the baby Ariel Mall uh, dedication and to be here together to rejoice together with all of you this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank God for all the brothers, sisters here and all greetings from our friends and family and church members and all the dear ones in Florida, Lakeland IPC, and all the brothers and sisters there, we welcome you and thank you for your prayers, thank you for your support, and always welcome anytime. Come when it's really, really cold here in New York, you know, when you just can't take it anymore, just come down for some sunshine in Florida. How about that, huh? Praise God. And happy late Thanksgiving, belated Thanksgiving to everyone. I got to spend Thanksgiving in India, North India, <laughs> and um, it, was, uh, it was pretty good. You know why? Because the uh, the Thanksgiving meal that I had was prepared by our boys. They did the cooking. And I know the ladies, you all do really good cooking, and so it's nothing against you, but there's something about these boys that they just cook from scratch. They made uh, tandoori chicken and chicken kadai and uh, chili chicken and dal and uh, butter naan and all that. And I looked at that meal and I said, man, this tastes better than turkey and dressing. <laughs> I could go for this every year for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, I don't think I missed out too much. So it was a great time to be with the boys. The Lord has enabled us to be with them from the time they were little, six and seven-year-olds, and to raise them up. We have 14 boys and 10 girls. The girls we've married off, and they're gone. And it was heartbreaking to see them go, but had to go. And the boys are growing. A lot of them have finished college and studies. Three of them finished engineering. Two of them are finished Bible school. And they're preachers. They're anointed. They're wonderful. And it's just a wonderful joy to be with them. It's a very emotional time for me to be with them. And uh, it was hard to leave them. But I wanted to encourage you. I know you all are a missions-oriented church. Pastor is a very mission-oriented pastor. And I know you guys are doing great missions work. Do and continue to do the work of the Lord because one person can make a difference. Amen. Amen? And that's my message this morning. Romans 1 verse 17. One person can make a difference. Hallelujah. I'm preaching and I'm talking to someone here this morning that you might have given up and you're saying, I can't make much of a difference. I'm a nobody. I don't have much uh, time, effort, money, talent education, background, family, this and that, and you've kind of put yourself in this other category of, I can't do much for God. I'm here to say this morning, in the power of the Holy Spirit, you can make a difference, dear brother, sister, young person, and those who are watching, listening this morning. All of us can make a difference because God never uses a crowd. God always uses one person. Amen? God never works with a majority. He works with one dedicated person committed to him. And that's what I want to talk about. A reformation, a renewal, a revival this morning. Romans 1, 17. One man, one verse, one cause. Romans 1, 17. Would somebody read that quickly in English is fine or Malayalam? Romans 1, 17. 
Praise God. As it is written, the just will live by faith. This one verse revolutionized this one man, and he stood for one cause. This verse is actually comes in four places in the Bible. It's in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 4. Romans 1.17, we read that. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 11, and Hebrews 10.38. And in all of those places, we won't take time to read it, it's kind of what is quoted from the Old Testament, Habakkuk, into Romans, and then later Paul quotes it again in Galatians, and in Hebrews verses 10, ver, chapter 10, verse 38, Romans 1.17. This one verse changed the life of this one person. One person always makes a difference. And beyond the person, the verse, and I want to capture, and I want you all to capture how one verse of Scripture one verse of this living manna can transform, can change your entire life. Amen? Do you believe that? Do you believe that this verse, this one verse, or any one verse can, from the Holy Scriptures, change your life? Amen? How many of you believe that? Only about 20% of you believe that. How many of you really believe that? Would you raise your hands or raise your Bibles? <laughs> Glory to God. How many of you have been changed by one scripture? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. One verse. You're sitting in a meeting. You're sitting in a convention. You're sitting in a youth camp. You're sitting in a campground. You're a preacher. You're preaching. A pastor. Evangelist. Somebody's preaching something. Maybe your dad and mom. Maybe in Sunday school. Maybe in church. Maybe in the quietness of your room and you're going through your daily devotions, normal reading on you version, you got the app open and all of a sudden a verse comes out alive, jumps at you. And you said, I've read this a hundred times. But this time that verse hit you and it did something deep inside your heart. It started a work in your heart. And your life began to change. Your perspective started to change. Your outlook started to change. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This morning, I pray that that same way that God will change your life this morning. See, the history of the world is really the biography of great men. Thomas Carlyle said this. The history of this world is not politicians, governments, and all of that. It's really men and women that have given their life sacrificially for you and for me, for all of us. The history of this world is but the biography of great men. That's why it's great to study biographies, to read about great men. All of us know about this great man. He was a hobbled, old-looking guy who walked with a... If you go into some of the places in India... At Mumbai Airport in the domestic terminal, if you as you walk in and you get off the plane and you go in and get your luggage and you walk in and you see this big sign that says, be the change that you wish to see in the world of this bald-headed short guy. There's hope for bald people. <laughs> this bald-headed short guy that's walking like this with a cane and he's talking with a little uh, raspy voice. 
But the whole country of India and in the entire world was changed by this one man. Hallelujah. I'm not here to preach about Mahatma Gandhi. But I just wanted to point out that the history of the world and history of the scriptures is from one man. One person in scripture. From scripture, people like Esther, ladies, young ladies, God can use you. As one young lady, one woman for the glory of God. Josiah was a teenager when he was used by God as the king. Daniel, a young teenager when he went to Babylon and his friends, God used him. Barnabas, who encouraged the great apostle Paul and others. Simon the Cyrene, who lifted the load of Jesus. One man. One woman, Titus, who was sent to the island of Crete, an island full of liars and all kinds of wretched behavior, and God used one man to change an entire island. Do you believe you can do that? Do you believe you can change one area? You can change Elmont, New York. You can change Manhattan. You can change the city. You can change your campus. You, not somebody else, but you. Hallelujah. There are great men throughout history. Mahatma Gandhi, William Wilberforce, who fought against slavery. Noah Webster, if you've ever looked up anything in the dictionary, you have Noah Webster to thank. If you go to a school today, primary school, Noah Webster had something to do with that. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who fought against Hitler. One man, one man stood against Adolf Hitler. Martin Luther King Jr., you all know the civil rights leader, the great leader. He stood against the odds, and he was assassinated for it. Chuck Colson from Prison Fellowship, who was convicted when he was in prison himself. And he has changed the lives of thousands, hundreds of prisoners. You're saying, well, these are big people, famous people. I'm not like that. I'm not famous like that. I'm not a big person like that. Let me show you a couple of ordinary folks that you may have heard of, you may not have heard of. How many of young people wear Tom shoes? Have you heard Tom's? Let me see your hand. Tom's? Anybody? One. Stan. Good to see you, Stan. One person? Come on, you guys know Tom's. No? It's pretty comfortable shoes, right? Tom's founder, Blake Mikowski, said, For every shoe you buy, I will donate one shoe to some third world poor child or person that doesn't have a shoe. How many of you got 10 shoes, 20 shoes in your closet today? How many of you today matched up your shoes with your belt, with your tie, with your scarf, with your churidar? <laughs> Everything matches up, right? But there are people that don't have a single shoe. And Blake, this guy, said, I'm going to donate my shoes to poor, and he's donated hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of, of shoes. Ordinary folks. The guy in the middle, it's hard to see that picture on the screen because you know why I couldn't get a good picture? This is an evangelist in one of the villages in Bihar. I couldn't get a picture of him because he never stands still long enough to take a picture. This guy, his name is Kamalation. <laughs> Not the film actor. This is a guy in the villages of Bihar. And I've seen this guy, and I've personally been with him. This man is an anointed evangelist. 
He prays for the sick and they get healed. Pastor Finney, when I was in the villages of Bihar and I saw this pastor that doesn't look anything like a pastor and he's praying for the sick and they get healed like this. And I'm thinking, what's happened to us? I'm thinking, Lord, when we're praying, sometimes we don't get that. We don't see the results immediately. But this poor young pastor, he's praying for the sick and they're getting healed like this. Hallelujah. My theology went out the door. All the training that I had saying, what is going on? What's the difference? He's an ordinary person that God is using. Because of that, many hundreds of people have come to know the Lord in the villages of North India. Hallelujah. Ordinary person. A single person. Francesca Battistelli. How many of you girls have heard of Francesca? Everyone's heard of her. Her story is an amazing story. How God used her and still using her to compose some of the great lyrics, some of the songs that we even sing today. And on the bottom I put your name here. Can you put your name in that list of ordinary people? I want to talk to you about an ordinary man that became extraordinary. And I want you to be inspired by that. And I want the Lord this morning to touch your heart in a revival, a renewal, a reformation. And the man's name is Martin Luther. Martin Luther. I picked Martin Luther because something significant just happened about a month ago. About a month ago was the date, October 31st, 2017. But 500 years before that date, which was October 31st is known for what? Halloween. But October 31st has a bigger meaning, a greater meaning. It's the date that Martin Luther posted the 95 Thesis on the door of the Wittenberg Church. And began what's called the Protestant Reformation. Because of what he did, 500 years later today, we're standing in 2017. And we are not part of the Catholic Church. This church should be a Catholic Church if it wasn't for one man. Amen? You and I, when Pastor Finney was here doing the Lord's Supper, it would not be what he did it would be a completely different ceremony. There would have been all kinds of vestments and all kinds of movements and all kinds of rituals and smoke and incense and all this thing. And you say, oh, well, we would never do that. Really? Hundreds of years before Martin Luther, they were caught up in this. The popes ruled. The emperors ruled with the pope. There was incredible corruption. There was the church was stagnant. There was no revival. People were in the dark ages. Until one man that God raised up to change history forever. And his name is Martin Luther. Just want to quickly touch on his early life, an interruption in his life, a turning point in his life, the 95 Theses, the five solas, how he was branded a heretic, his legacy, and the practical application. You say, Pastor, you're going to talk about all that in the next five minutes, ten minutes? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So you ready? Fasten your seatbelts. You ready? Somewhere along this message, God will touch you. God will speak to you. Because you'll see Martin Luther like you've never seen before. How one verse captured this man. Hallelujah. Let's go through this. His early life. He was born to a copper miner in Elstern, Eisbahn, Germany. He was kind of a genius boy. I'm talking to some of you that are very smart young people. Indians are pretty smart. Kerala Malayalis are pretty smart. 
20% of Microsoft is made up by Indian folks. The Windows laptops and phones you're using are probably designed and made by some Indian folks. Indian doctors, Indian scientists. India is a superpower. It just returned from India. Incredible technology. Better technology than here. Some of the stuff that they've got is better than here. India is smart. Geniuses in this audience. Geniuses in this church. You say, I'm not a genius? Don't worry about it. You're coming. He was a boy genius. He had a master's degree at 22. He became a monk in a monastery in 1505. And that's the picture of the monastery. It's still there to go see. But the turning interruption in his life came when he was in the studies at the University of Wittenberg. Here's the statement that he writes. When I found this distinction between law and gospel, I broke through. At last, meditating day and night by the mercy of God, I began to understand that the righteousness of God is that through which the righteous live by a gift of God, namely by faith. Vishwasam. Glory to God. When he understood that the law cannot save, but grace through faith in Jesus Christ, his life was interrupted. You see, some of us are going through our life, and it's going pretty decent. Some of you are living your life and going on about your career, but this morning may be an interruption in your life because some of us are stuck in the law, keeping the law, keeping the Ten Commandments, keeping the rules. This morning I pray that the grace of God will interrupt your life. We need an interruption in our life. Here I felt as I were entirely born again and had entire, entered paradise through the gates that had been flung wide open. You see, he was a Catholic monk. He thought he was on his way to heaven. He thought everything was good. He was keeping all the law. But he found out that there's more. That grace through faith in Jesus alone transformed his life. Hallelujah. From there he went to Italy, to Rome. And this little cartoon shows what was happening they were paying money, indulgences. Imagine if you did something wrong. Let's say you did something wrong this week. Let's say you did something wrong you shouldn't have done. You went to a movie, you shouldn't have gone. You, should have, you did hang out with friends you shouldn't have hung out with. If you just pay me a little bit, I'll take care of your sins. Imagine if that was happening here. Imagine if that was happening. You're paying for the forgiveness of your sins. Not five cents. More like hundreds and hundreds of German marks. And the price goes up based on your sin. You do a big sin, you pay more. You do a little sin, you pay less. Some of us have to pay a lot. huh? <laughs> Don't raise anybody's hands. And they will put anybody in. And this was the corruption that was going on in Italy, in Rome, in all of that German-Austrian culture. And this was going on for a long time. Corruption had set in to the church. Is there corruption in churches today? Hmm. When DVDs and videos are sold while the preaching is going on, when there's merchandising going on in the lobby, when the preacher is preaching... Aren't we almost there? Yeah. 
അടുത്ത സ്റ്റെപ്പിലോട്ട് പോകും Martin Luther cared and somebody cares somebody should stand up and say close those boots until the preaching and the meeting is over devathinte aathma pravartikkuvaana avada kachodam nadakkuvalla kartavu endo cheyidu vilpaneda tables ellam eduthu marichu kalanju hallelujah he was a turning point he looked at it and said I can't go forward with this his bold conviction and this is the statement that he wrote his bold conviction unless I am overcome with testimonies from scripture or with evident reasons for I believe neither the pope nor the council since they have often erred and contradicted each other I cannot and will not recant because it is neither wise or safe I am overcome by the scripture text which I have offered and my conscience is bound by god's word devathinte vajanam ende hrudayate sparshicha mathramalla captured the word of god captured his heart how many times have we heard the word of god and it has not captured our heart etrayo prasangal etrayo vajanam etrayo meetings etrayo convention etrayo yogangal devathinte aathmaav hrudayate sparshichu it grabbed him that word literally means it grabbed him the word of god grabbed him and he said here i stand i can do no other god help me hallelujah that's when he posted the 95 thesis he went to the door of the wittenberg church and he posted it and he mailed it to the council members and they didn't like it they weren't happy with him some of the 95 thesis i just looked up a couple of them the excerpts of it number 1 talks about repentance When our Lord Master Jesus said repent he will the entire life to be repentance. Number 36 a truly repentant Christian has a right to full remission without indulgence letters. Number 62 a true treasure of the church is the most holy gospel and the glory and grace of God. The true treasure of this church and every church is not the building not the budget not all the other things it's the gospel of Jesus Christ. സുവിശേഷത്തിൻ്റെ ശക്തിയാണ് ഒരു ദൈവസഭയുടെ ശക്തി ഹലലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹലുയാഹ
to five main points. Scripture, <clears throat> scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, through God's grace alone and through Jesus alone, Christ alone, and through for the glory of God alone. These are in Latin, the words that he outlined, these five scriptures. Let me quickly just read five scriptures that tie in these five principles that change his life and that will change your life. 2 Timothy 3.14 says, All scripture is inspired by God. Scripture alone. Glory to God. All scripture. Amen. That's why you should hear preaching and listen to God's word and teaching because it's the word breathed out. Inspired by God. Salvation is by grace alone. You have been saved through faith, not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not by works. Salvation is a gift. And that's the verse we read. By faith alone. And the needy man. Can we say that verse together? I want all the church to say this and repeat it. The just shall live by faith. Or a newer translation, the righteous shall live by faith. So we say it again. The righteous shall live by faith. Glory to God. Everything else may fade, but your faith is what makes you stand Strong. I was just in some villages in Bihar, and some of the Hindu converts that just came forward in their faith, they're so strong in their faith. How is your faith this morning? Is it strong? Will it withstand the trials and temptations? Number four was solo Christo, Christ alone. There is only one God and one mediator also between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. This morning's Bible study, Dr. Jolie took that about the Holy Trinity and how God, the Holy Spirit, God, the Son, God, the Father involved in salvation. Christ in the Trinity, hallelujah, working together, solo Deo Gloria in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether you eat or drink or go to Starbucks or you hang out at the mall, Green Acres Mall, or wherever you do, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So this was the five, and you know what happened? You think they liked it? They didn't like what he said. They branded him a heretic. They cast him out of the church. They excommunicated him. They almost killed him. The council, which is called the Diet of Worms, it's not a diet. <laughs> There's no Diet of Worms. It's a council. It's a group that met in Worms city. They confirmed, they confined him to a castle. He had health issues, gallbladder issues, kidney problems, stones, stomach disorders, and he was also crude and rude and had anger management issues. Anybody in here have anger? I I'll raise my hand. <laughs> How many of you have a little anger? Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw one hand going like this. Martin Luther was a very angry man. He said a lot of crude and rude statements. 
But you know, God used him despite that. He had health issues. Some of you said, God can't use me. I, I don't have enough health. Do you have kidney stones? Do you have gallstones? Do you have depression and stomach disorders? God used him. God used this man without all these ailments. That didn't stop this man. That didn't stop this man. I'm speaking to somebody here. In the name of Jesus, if God can use this man who had all these ailments for the kingdom of God, God can use you. Hallelujah. God can use you, dear brother, sister, pastor, young person, everyone listening. God can use one man, one woman to make a difference. Hallelujah. The legacy of Luther, and let me come to a close with some practical applications. The legacy is he translated the Bible into German. And then ordinary people started to read the Bible. Imagine that. Before only the Pope and the few cardinals were reading the Bible, he started to translate and he translated it. And others translated like William Tyndale. Have you heard of William Tyndale? Hmm? Have you heard of Zwingli? Have you heard of some of these great men that translated the Bible for us? Now we don't even think much of all this. I was reading the diary of Zwingli, or of, of uh, 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 Tyndale, William Tyndale, who has a publishing house, and some of you have his books uh, from Tyndale Publishing. He was translating the Bible. They put him into a dungeon, and he was in the dark, and he writes in his diary that I've been 90 days in this darkness. All I want to see is a little sunshine. I have seen no light for 90 days. Can you imagine going one week without sunshine? How about one month without sunshine? How about six months without sunshine? You'll go mentally crazy. Here's a man who translated the Bible. They put him into a dungeon, no light for 90 days, and even probably longer. The legacy of Luther is the German Bible, and from that became other Bibles and translations in the English Bible. And we have the Bible today because of one man who stood many, many decades ago. His famous songs and the Lutheran church, and the Lutheran movement, all of that. What we need today, and let me come to a close. What we need today is another reformation. 500 years ago. You're saying, Pastor, this is old history. Talk about something today. Today is 2017. Our Lord's coming is closer than ever. We are in the last of the last days. What we need is another reformation. Repentance from our worldliness. Repentance from being influenced by the secular culture. Repentance from being blind of our own sins. Not spreading the gospel of the kingdom. We need a reformation, dear brothers, sisters. How many of you will agree with me? We need a revival in these days. 
ദൈവത്തിൻ്റെ ആത്മാവിൻ്റെ ഒരു വലിയ കാറ്റ് വീശിയാൽ ഈ തലമുറയ്ക്കും വരുന്ന തലമുറയ്ക്കും ഒരു വലിയൊരു ചേഞ്ച് വരാനൊക്കത്തുള്ളൂ ഹലലൂയ വി നീഡ് എ റെഫർമേഷൻ വി നീഡ് ഇറ്റ് അഗ്യാൻ വി നീഡ് എ പേഴ്സണൽ ട്രാൻസ്ഫർമേഷൻ ലൈക്ക് ലൂത്തർ ഇറ്റ് വാസ് ഹിസ് ഫേമസ് ക്വോട്ട് He said, there are three conversions a person needs to experience. The conversion of the head, conversion of the heart, and the conversion of the pocketbook. Wallet. <laughs> and I know you guys are going through a building program and you, it needs money. And until your head and your heart get right, the wallet won't follow but there's a transformation that has to happen and when you see god is working when you see god is going to move when your head and your heart the 18 inches that give you that transformation god will start to move in elmont hillsville long island new york for the glory of god let me close with some practical applications one person how do you do this now okay that was a good message pastor but how can i make this work in my life first word wrestle wrestle with your own sin first see luther had to wrestle with his own sin he was a man that knew he was a sinner there was something wrong how many of you are willing to wrestle with your sin today you got to fight you got to do a wwe you got to get into the ring you got to fight with the enemy itchiru unu oru warfare aanu oru battle unda you got to wrestle with your sin when you get home today tonight as you're going into a fasting prayer do the wrestling during the 21 day fasting prayer kartave nyan paabiyana secret sins muruga pattina paavangal idellam onnu vittu kalayan pudhiya varshathilotu keri idellam vittitta hallelujah wrestling with it he was wrestling with it second word is the recognize the influence by the secular culture if you see something say something if you see something do something don't just sit back and say oh that's the way it's going to be young people millennial generation some of you guys you see something wrong say something do something say something is wrong mindadirikella the secular culture facebook online twitter instagram all these things you see something on there say something about it text spend time allowing a single text to speak to you i want to challenge this church over the fasting prayer days and this week coming up take one verse of scripture and meditate on just one verse for an entire week oraicha oru vakyam mathram onnu dhyanichu onnu poikkatta adu devam sparshikkuvo nariya not one chapter just one verse how many will take that challenge and let me come to a conclusion here one person stand against corruption in the culture in your church at your workplace some of you know I'm speaking to somebody here that you know in your workplace there is corruption going on your manager your bosses the hierarchy the in- administration is corrupt and you're the only one that can do something about it saying oh if I stand up I might lose my job but if you don't stand up who will stand up maybe you standing will cause five other people who also feel like you to stand together and you can call a hotline and make a change spread the gospel give the gospel to one other person if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face turn from their wicked ways i will hear from heaven forgive their sins and restore their land hallelujah shall we stand together a moment of personal dedication 
and asking the Lord, Lord, what can I do? I'm, I'm just one person, Lord. Hallelujah. Worship team, would you just help me with just one chorus of that song? Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever new. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like you. One person making a difference only happens once a transformation happens in our heart. We're about to enter into 2018, the Lord willing. Will you be that one person, young person? Worship team, you're listening to me. Some of you are very highly talented. You are the one person God is desiring to change your world right where you are. You can make a difference. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, with every head bowed, one moment, every eye closed. Where in the mission of Karnataka? Karthawe. You know my weakness, Lord. You know my bad habits. You know the things that others don't like about me. Lord, I give it all to you. This morning, take all the things. Maybe you're saying, I'm sick in my body. I can't do anything much for the Lord. The Lord can use you. You're saying, I'm too old. I can't be anything. God can use anybody, any age. Glory to God. It begins with a transformation. A willingness to say, the just... I'm going to live by my faith. I'm going to live by my faith.